Introducing the Fiber, brought to you by Live Oak Fiber. This open forum is meant to inspire, empower, and set the record straight for consumers and better broadband enthusiasts alike. Good morning. Thank you for turning into or tuning into um, the fiber. I'm Kimber McCafferty, your host. I'm with Live Oak Fiber. And we like to get on here and bring in members of the community, um, fibers of the community, if you will. It's kind of our out-of-the-box thinking um, when it comes to getting on here and talking to people all the time, like, why did, why did we want to do this? So I am joined by Tiffany Orner. Yes. Um, we're over in the Panhandle today. If, if you tune in, we have studios over in Brunswick where we're headquartered and then over here um, as well in Niceville, Florida today. And I just, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. You, you do, you have such a neat dynamic approach to the way that you do work and yeah. you get to do it in the name of advocacy yes. that, um, just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what this area means to you. Yeah. So I am Tiffany Orner, third generation military, second generation female. Air Force veteran, uh, two-time military spouse, and I am the military engagement manager for Forever Warriors. Forever Warriors is a private foundation um, founded and funded by Step One Automotive Group. Step One Automotive Group is an automotive company that has over 20 dealerships, mostly in the Panhandle, but also in Georgia and Alabama as well. So Forever Warriors, um, you know, our pillars are mental health, transition, sustainment, and community immersion. Um, I'm not here to rework the wheel. Lord knows there are so many different resources and, um, you know, VSOs, veteran service organizations, military service organizations or MSOs and um, for the military. Instead, I'm here to add value to them. Um, I'm a private foundation, which means I don't have to ask for money, thankfully, right? I have a funder, which is step one, which I am forever grateful. And um, yeah, so advocacy. Um, I hypnotically drifted, Napoleon Hill calls it. I read a lot of books. Like, I don't watch TV except for, like, Bluey and, like, National Geographic because I have a <laughs> seven-year-old. Um, but uh, I hypnotically drifted after my service for a long time from, like, 04 to 2018. Had okay. so many jobs. Okay. Over 15. Can't even, like, count them all. And then in 2018, I found my way. I got to work alongside veterans out of upstate New York where I came from. Um, transplant. And um, it was amazing. For the first time in a long time, I felt a part of something. I felt needed. I felt a part of something so much bigger than myself again, like I did when I served. So having the opportunity to do this here, I'm just so thankful and grateful. What, when you say you found your calling, because we Mm kind of talked about that as we, as we segued into the show today, why is this your why? How does this fuel your passion and purpose? And um, when you say, you know, uh, through your military advocacy, how are you changing the communities in which you serve? Yes. So I had a really tough time, uh, both during and after my service. And then me and my ex-husband, we got out of the active duty Air Force and we moved to upstate New York. There, no one cared if you served. Right. Like most people only care if you're military Veterans Day, Memorial Day, which isn't even for us. And then Fourth of July, if they're not too wasted. I mean, that's just what it is. Um, And. When I had the opportunity to. It was just really tough. 
And when I when I finally, it was J Dog. Mm-hmm. J Dog Junk Removal is a franchise. It's mm-hmm. founded by Jerry J Dog Flanagan, Army veteran, and it's a junk removal service. Mm-hmm. So I got hired on as a business development manager. I didn't even know what that was. Okay. So they brought me on, <clears throat> and the J Doggers were our vets. They were all veterans. One of them was a Purple Heart recipient. And he was like, Yeah, we got to get more work for these guys. Because at the time, all they did was residential, meaning clean outs, hoarding situations. You're moving, you need all the junk gone. That's what they did. So uh, Ray Gagnon, Marine, still in upstate New York, gave me like 17 different verticals. So 17 different industries in which he thought J-Dog could add value. Everything from senior living to storage facilities to colleges, universities, 17 different. And I'm like, what is this even? And so I went through all of them and I said, what's always happening? And it was construction. Construction's always happening. And I was like, too easy. So I threw myself into the construction industry in upstate New York, joined all kinds of like um, NESCA, Northeastern Subcontractors Association, like a female contractor group, like just went all in. I knew nothing about it, but I knew that what I had to do was secure work to make sure these J-Doggers, my fellow brothers that were, some of them still serving, but most of them veterans, had a paycheck, didn't get laid off. Had work to do. So I did that and I grew it in um, 60 days. We went from about thirty to $40,000 per month in revenue and construction to over 200000 We pretty much crippled the hiring agencies in upstate New York. When And if you don't mind, yeah. when you say you struggled and then you're helping bridge the gap for those that do struggle, mm-hmm. was that kind of when you had your moment? And do yeah. you mind shedding a little light into what how you did struggle for people? Yeah, so that was it. Um so that was exactly it. Once I figured out that J-Dog, it wasn't about me anymore, right? right? It was about how can I add value to these people that deserve it because I didn't feel like I deserved it. So I struggled because we were poor, right? Mm-hmm. Me and my ex-husband, we did the military thing. You get married young, you have babies young, and you just kind of go through the motions. Uh, America's military is very different back then. I raised my right hand one August 2001. So I was in boot camp when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. And um, the military, for me, back then, was very military, head and eyes down. You know, yes, and it is still kind of, right, um, to an extent, but mental health plays a huge role now, which forever I'm thankful. But back then, it was very, like, rigid and structured. So um, when we got out, and even when we were in, we just struggled financially. I was that airman in the commissary with the big old wick checks Mm -hmm. standing in front of peanut butter Feeling shame because I had to get the government peanut butter because that's all this check allowed. Back then, Kimber, there was no Freedom's Choice. That's the name brand for, like, the military now. Back then, it was, like, government. Like, Mm -hmm. you knew. And I felt shame, which was so silly because all my friends were poor, too. (laughs) Like, they had the same, you know, but it's these little things that, like, chip away at you. Um, Then when we got out, like I said, we struggled. I was uneducated. I tried going back to school. Uh, It's called Harvard on the Hudson or Hudson Valley Community College. I tried a couple times. It didn't feel good enough. And And I felt silly. Here I was. And I was in this class with all these young kids. And I was being spoken to as if I was a child. Right. So that didn't really work. And then the GI Bill, I guess I did it wrong and that didn't really kick in. So financially, that was a struggle. So I was that mama going to pick up her babies at the daycare on the school campus, hoping the director's door was closed because I hadn't paid 
for weeks, even a couple months. I think one time it got to like almost two and a half months. And I remember because you have to do it on the computer. And I remember like you'd have to, you know, do the code to get in. And then as soon as you turn the corner, you could see if her door was open. And I would like pray that her door would be closed. I would look for her car because I knew I couldn't afford to pay it, you know. Um, And I've had so many jobs. But what I realize now is like God, universe, whatever you believe in, he gave me those to be able to speak to them now. Right. So what is a day in the life of Tiffany Orner like today? What do you get to do with all of your advocacy yes. that does um, bring about change in the communities in which you serve? So what I do, um, I get up every day at 0400. So four I o'clock, love. I get up and I write out my goals. I write out, um, you know, open mind, big dreams, wild heart. Anyway, I write them all out and what success looks like. I read The Daily Stoic, which is an amazing book. Every day you just kind of read one. Um, I read The World's Greatest Salesman every day. The scrolls, if you've read that book, you know, there's those 10 scrolls. So you just, you read that. And then, um, you know, um, I switch off. Every other day I'll go to the garage and like work out. But other than that, I hit my emails. Um, and then I get to it. In the mornings, I like to try and handle all of my admin communication if time allows and then in the af- in the afternoon I like to run the streets I like to be out and about engaging um and it, it varies uh whether it's speaking to senior leadership on one of the military installations Duke um you know Eglin Hurlbert um six RTB the Ranger Training Battalion or maybe I'm at the Airman's Attic helping out um or maybe I'm speaking to a school and their military babies and letting them know it's okay to have big angry feelings about mom or dad when you speak are you telling your story or are you also educating about this this gap of what happens when you are no longer enlisted or life changes um on the other side of what your duty may be what, what are you talking about? Um, so I'm talking, if I'm talking to our military babies, I'm just telling them like, hey, man. It's hard. I, yeah, it's really <laughs> tough. And guess what? I was a military baby. Um, I don't know if you remember, remember TWA, mm-hmm. that airline? Yeah. That's what I flew because my mama yeah. was a single mom. I think it was out of Kansas City, right? Yeah. Was that I, a Howard Hughes I, I airline? I don't remember. But okay. I remember being TWA with the unaccompanied minors. Anytime my mom deployed or had to go away for training, We'd all say, you know, so I explained to them that it's okay to have big, angry feelings about mom or dad leaving all the time, but these are your people. These are your people that you need to play with or just be around. If they're older kids, I target it more towards, obviously, older conversations. So motivational. Yeah, but I I don't, I'm not a motivational speaker. (laughs) Like, no, it's just letting them know it's okay. And, um... Last year at Rocky, I got to bring just, I got to pull our first grade military babies and do fun things with them. I would get food from a veteran-owned business, JoJo's, Uh right? And one time we painted rocks. We do foot races. We've, um, I got the Rangers to bring their snakes because the Ranger Training Battalion here, it's their final phase of Ranger School. And it's their swamp phase. So they have all these snakes. It's actually the DOD's only reptile house that's owned by the DOD. Really? Here? Here. Okay, fine. Yes, girl, we got to go on a field trip. Yeah, that's fun. (laughs) And so they bring the snakes and these babies, these kids get to just hang out. And, you know, I'm no psychologist. I never went to college. But maybe if Kimber's having a rough day one day because, you know, her dad's gone and she knows that Tiffany's dad just got back or he's gone too, maybe we'll parallel play. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll just be near each other that day, mm-hmm. you know, and it and it's just that. Um, it's just that. 
and um, companies within the community support this. Yes, they understand the need of your advocacy. Can you link it all here for me? Um, Parade Deck, your COO, and then you've got Scarlet Magazine, Forever Warriors, which we've kind of brought up. Yeah. How does this kind of all work oh, together? Boy. Yeah. So Parade Deck is a startup. Um, it's an opportunity for the military voice to be amplified. Okay. Um, we have podcasters of all calibers, whether you have one follower or a million, um, you're welcome on the parade deck and it's stood up in love, authenticity, and we just want to hear your story because your story deserves to be heard. Mm -hmm. So we have active duty, we have reservists, we have guardsmen, we have military spouses and veterans all over the world just sharing their story there. So that's parade deck. It's a startup. We're going to set like that it. off to the side. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. No, it's great. But, you know, we're just trying to figure that out. And I love that because, again, I wish I had someone to look to that had been through some of the stuff I was going through when I struggled. So that's why that means so much to me. Yeah. It's having your mastermind group from all over the world. Yeah. You know, going through it with you. Um. And then when we talk about Scarlet Magazine, uh, Steve Barber is amazing. He is the publisher of Scarlet and... He's great. You know, um, I came here Q4 of 2022 and I met with him um, and I said, hey, your magazine's really dope, but there's no female perspective. Well, it's, it's an all female magazine. I said, there's no female military voice. Mm. I said, bro, can I can I be that voice? And he was like, yes, it was so dope because he felt my heart. Right. Like, let's talk about that. The Panhandle is the largest population of military per capita in the United States without public transportation. Mm. And I don't think people realize that. So to have a beautiful magazine, you know, like Scarlet, like, can I be the one? And he said, yes. So we featured me last year. And every um, issue, I write a column that speaks to whatever topic that issue is, whether it's health or celebration. I did one on celebrating. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, that's... um. That's what we speak to, and that's what my article is. So we got some, oh, excuse me, we got some fun stuff planned for 2024, and he went and gave me a WODI, a Woman of the Year Award. And oh, I love it. I don't know. I try, what you'll notice about me, I try to get out of stuff. Whenever I get awards, I always try to say, not me, give it to someone else, because he gave me the Military Member Award. And I'm like, Steve, I served so long ago. He was like, Tiffany, with what you do, you're getting this award. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yes, that's sir. nice, Yeah. yeah. What do you think, um, say, for the more civilian side of, of the communities that live here that may not understand why the need for your advocacy is so detrimental, um, what are some of the things that you could apprise us to as a community um, for people that want to help the military and, and advocate for um, the things that they need? Yeah, so I, I think it's really important to... And so I'm the chairman of the Fort Walton Beach Chamber Military Affairs Council this year, which is super exciting. Um, I want I, it's it's not hard. It's simple, but it could be difficult. So I think that we need to stop saying so much. Thank you for your service and really have real conversations with your neighbors that are serving. See how you can actually help. What are some of the needs? They're out there like. And we're not some sleepy military town. We're active. We're so, so active. Like, for instance, Whiting Field, mm -hmm. NAS, uh, Naval Air Station Whiting Field, 
they have just as much air traffic as LaGuardia mm. in New York wow. City. Yeah. Yeah. So like so many of us, but if like, how do you, how do you get in? Right. So I am the chairman of the Mac for Fort Walton Beach Chamber. Um, we're going to go on field trips. We're going to have those uncomfortable conversations. We're going to talk with the first sergeants of these military installations, well, the, you know, Eglin and Hurlburt, and they're like the moms and dads of the military. They're like the social workers that deal with all the stuff when stuff goes wrong. Um, I'm going to invite some guests that will be able to tell you, like, hey, this is how you can help. But like a quick call to action, Airman's Attic. Airman's Attic is on Eglin and Hurlburt, open to any and all military branches, E6 and below. That's how I furnished our house on base and off base when I served. They have everything and it's all free. From uniforms to food to clothing for those babies to gifts for the babies, perfume clones, anything junior enlisted could ever need is there. So maybe you go through your house and see some clothes that you don't need or some items that you're no longer using. Donate it there. Okay. You know, that's just one of the many ways. Um. I'm also working with Kelly Jason from the Emerald Coast United Way, and we're standing up a Mission United, which is the United Way's arm for military. Because, again, when I got here in Q4, I went straight to the United Way. I just knew there was a Mission United here. There wasn't. And now a year later, we're standing it up. So what we're doing is together, we are getting so intentional and creating a tangible database of nonprofits that can help the military, but ones that actually help that will call us back, that will answer our phones with all of the things from legal help. That's a big one that a lot of us need Mm -hmm. is legal help, whether that's issues with landlords or tenants or marriage or child counseling. Yes, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yes. So that's just a few, but I, I would love for everyone and, you know, Ted from the chamber may yell at me and Seth, but like come to Ted Corcoran. Yes. He's literally coming in here. He's my next podcast today. Did you know that? No. Yes. Ted's coming in. What time Garrett at one? I haven't met him in person. Oh my gosh. So I'm excited. A lot of my counterparts here have been able to interact with um, Ted. He's hilarious. Yeah. I've heard that they they like him a lot. No, he's a great person, but I want everyone that listens to this to like, Google the Greater Fort Walton Beach Chambers Military Affairs Council. January is on the 22nd. February is the 26th. For the rest of the year, it's the third Monday of every month. And just come. Check out a meeting. Um, in February, I'm taking everybody to the Airman's Attic on Eglin. Uh, General Garrity's wife, Mrs. Nora Garrity, she's amazing. And she has done, her and Miss Susan have done so much work at the Airman's Attic making systems and processes so that these airmen's, airmen can get what they need and without the feeling of shame so that they walk into a place where they feel proud to grab mm-hmm. items, not just some sort of, oh, the clothes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just making it something where you can feel prideful because, again, that shame is real, you know? Um, another way to support would be to... Get engaged. Go to the installations if you have DOD access and ask how can you help. Ask how can you volunteer. They're always looking for volunteers for different things. Their FSS, their Family Support Squadron. Is that what it's called? FSS. I always get it confused. But um, Or what's the other one? It doesn't matter. Call the base. Get engaged. There's always a need. 
They need diapers. They need formula. They need wipes. They need baby clothes. They need um, help with moving. Um, they need all. There's so much. There's so much, Kimber. But again, I think the simplest way would be to follow Forever Warriors on social media and then to come to the Chamber's Military Affairs Council this year. Because not only are we going to be doing great things, but we're also bringing in other MACs, other Military Affairs Councils, like potentially the Navarre MAC. And the Crestview Mac, again, stronger together, Mm -hmm. joining forces to be the change that our military installations so desperately need. And from other um, meetings that I've been in, the way I understand that actually the military population in this area is only going to continue to grow Mm -hmm. through strategic placement of certain military initiatives that will end up in this part of the country. So by default, we will continue to see an influx and growth. So understanding and helping and embracing is what community is all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And be mindful. You know, it's like there's so many things, you know, it, if you offer, if you're a business that offers financial services, connect with one of the chief's groups or the first sergeant's group or the five, six group. These groups on these installations are private which means if you reach out to them, they can invite you on and you can talk about the services that you offer and offer them with love and be mindful. We're not rich in America's military. We're really, really poor. (laughs) And, you know, let's be realistic. Those of us that join don't have a trust fund or a silver spoon hanging out of our mouth, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, when you do offer services to military, you know, just be mindful. Don't try to take advantage. And just, again, authenticity and love. Just move with love. (laughs) Anything fun coming up in 2024 that you'd like to highlight and any like closing thoughts? What would you, if if for anybody tuning in, um, what are some things that they could pay attention to this year that would really help you out? Yeah, so I think it would be really fun to, um, I'm doing a comedy show in May, May 4th, Saturday, May 4th. Um, It's going to be at the island. They're so great. I love uh, Jackie and Brittany from the island. They're amazing. And I'm going to bring in the GIs of comedy. Okay. And they're comedians that have toured all over the world with the USO. And one of my partnering uh, nonprofits, Barracks Legend, they're out of the South Florida, um, Boca Raton, Mm -hmm. Miami area. And their mission is from isolation to celebration. Okay. So we're going to bring a comedy show here at the island on the 4th. That's a big one. We're doing um, the Savage Loop run with some special operators at a seventh group here in April. Um, and that's going to be a 42 mile ultra marathon. I'm not running it. (laughs) No, but I'll be there cheering everyone on. (laughs) Sure. And it's going to start and end at LJ schooners or schooners here Uh in blue water Bay. And he's a veteran. He's a veteran owned business. So it's going to start and end there. That's super exciting. And the money's going to go to an organization that helps babies with terminal illnesses and our gold star families here locally. Um, and for those of you don't know, gold star family is someone who lost someone, um, due to military service or in, uh, military service. So that's a fun one. And then, you know, just other events like the, I think, is it May 20th or 11th? I think it's May 11th. Don't kill me, 6RTB, but they're open house. Okay. The Ranger Training Battalion, they have a lot going on. There's just so much. So follow social media, Forever Warriors. We're on all platforms except for TikTok, obviously. (laughs) But, yeah, and I guess my my final thoughts would be um, collaboration over competition always. Oh, I like that. Always, always, always. And, you know, as we move through 2024, just continue to move forward with purpose. 
Love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. To learn more about Live Oak Fiber, visit liveoakfiber.com and feel the flow.